0: This is Rocket Fuel Radio, the show about doing good and doing well. I'm Joshua Johnson, and I've been doing the math lately on success and failure. Like, literally doing the math. And I've got something I want to share with you. One of my favorite actors is Will Smith. I've been a fan since before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, Will Smith is definitely not a failure, but something the actor recently said got me thinking about how we view failure, and I wanted to see what you think. Now, Will Smith was at this year's Cannes Lions Festival, like the Cannes Film Festival in France, same place, and he was being interviewed on stage about his career. Now, Smith is, of course, a megastar. By my math, his major movies have cost a total of almost $2 billion to make, but they've grossed $6.7 billion. so he's a really good investment in the long run. Now, in this interview, he talked about the time his film career hit a slump. Maybe you remember, starting with that movie Wild Wild West, which critics and audiences hated, and for good reason, and which Will Smith himself now says he regrets. Now, it's bad enough that this movie sucked, but to make matters worse, guess what movie Will Smith turned down to make Wild Wild West? The Matrix. Will Smith could have been Neo in The Matrix instead of Keanu Reeves. But in another interview, Smith says he realizes in retrospect he wouldn't have done that good a job in the role. He just wasn't a mature enough actor to do it yet. But, you know, still. Anyway. Wild Wild West was followed by The Legend of Bagger Vance, which also did poorly with critics and poorly at the box office. It was Will Smith's first major movie to lose money, and it has the largest negative profit margin of any of his big films. I told you I've been doing a lot of math lately. Smith says he came out of Wild Wild West with a better appreciation for making movies that he actually loved and thought that audiences would benefit from rather than just chasing profits, which I think is a smart lesson to learn. But this made me curious about the rest of his movies. Why was he so hard on Wild Wild West? I thought the movie was kind of fun in a completely hokey way, but something in me didn't really buy the depiction of this movie as his biggest failure. I just had a hard time seeing it that way. So I did what every nerd does when we're confronted with a philosophical, artistic, and somewhat vague question. I made a spreadsheet. I listed. uh, No, really, I did. It's online. I'll tell you where to find it later. I listed all of Will Smith's major movies, from his first big one, which was Bad Boys, back in 1995, to his latest one, which was Concussion, in 2015. Then I went to RottenTomatoes.com to get the rating for how good each movie was, and they're rated on a scale of 0% to 100%. 100% is like Citizen Kane is rated 100%. And then I went to IMDb to get estimates on each movie's cost, and its revenues, to figure out how profitable they were. And what I found surprised me. And maybe it'll open your eyes, too. Let's start with Wild Wild West. There's a lot of math here, but don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it slowly. So if you're not big on arithmetic, don't panic. I'm not going to lose you. Wild Wild West got an awful Rotten Tomatoes rating, 17%. But it did make money. It had a profit margin of about 23.5%. It's his least profitable movie, but it still made money. The next film, Bagger Vance, lost money, and it was his greatest financial bomb with a 52% loss margin, 52%. But nearly all of Will Smith's movies have made money. Out of the 20 movies that I reviewed, only two have lost money. That includes the movie with his very lowest Rotten Tomatoes rating, After Earth, that sci-fi bomb that was directed by M. Night Shyamalan and that co-starred Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith. But After Earth still had a profit margin of almost 47%. It made money. So what am I missing here? Even his bombs make money, and we know that his hits like Men in Black and I Am Legend make a fortune. I guess it kind of comes down to a simple question that he alludes to in his story about Wild Wild West. Which one's more important to you? Entertaining the audience or pleasing the stockholders. Now, to figure this out, I made two indexes. Again, for the math-phobic, don't freak out. This is worth your time. And it might change the way you watch movies. I'm going to go slow, so just bear with me. One index estimates how much a movie delights the audience. The other one estimates how much it delights shareholders. And when I say delight, I mean outperform, you know, exceed expectations. You walk away from it and you're like, whoa, that was even better than we expected it to be. Now, if you're thinking of a movie like Men in Black, that's not what I'm talking about. Men in Black got a 92% rating from Rotten Tomatoes. It's Will Smith's highest rating, and it had an 85% profit margin. So it was a great movie that made a great deal of money. High rating, high profits. That makes perfect sense. So the ratio is gonna be pretty even. It's gonna be close to one. It didn't outperform, because you know we expect good movies to make good money. It just performed. So a movie that performs exactly the expectations gets an index of one. The higher above one the index is, the more surprisingly good it was. The lower it is, including negative numbers, the more disappointing it was. Now I figure audiences put their own opinion, their own ratings above the movie's profits so ratings divided by profit, ratings over profit, is the audience index. Profit over ratings is the shareholder index. Still with me? One of them's focused on how happy audiences are. The other one is focused on how corporations are happy with the money that a movie makes. And all these numbers are online at rocketfuelradio.com. They're color-coded in everything. When you look at a movie this way, Wild Wild West was lame for audiences But good for shareholders, because it was weak, but it made money. You know what movie indexed the highest for shareholders? After Earth. Think about it. They made a lot of money on a crappy, crappy, crappy film, even though audiences clearly hated it. 47% profit margin, remember? The shareholder index on that was higher than 4, because it was a surprise victory for the studio. Bagger Vance indexed badly for audiences and shareholders. It was a weak movie that people avoided. Guess which movie indexed the lowest with audiences? The one that performed the weakest based on what the audience thought of it. You're not going to believe it. Ali. Will Smith's excellent portrayal of Muhammad Ali scored 67% with Rotten Tomatoes. It got him an Oscar nomination but it had a profit loss of 22%. It was a good movie that people would not pay to see. That audience index was a negative three, by far his worst. And that's where all of this started to make different sense to me. Wild Wild West was not a failure. It was just a disappointment and an embarrassment, but it made money. And let's be real, that's why Warner Brothers made the film. If Hollywood was just about pursuing the art of the cinema, then all the studios would be non-profits. But that movie succeeded where it counts. Smith says he was actually upset that his standards for success failed him. He was greedy. And he needed his standards to be more in line with his best aspirations and not with the box office figures. It's kind of like that saying that we sometimes attribute to Michelangelo. We fail often not because we aim too high and we miss, but because we aim too low and we hit. Will Smith was riding too high, and as a result, he aimed too low. Now, if Ali was his biggest failure, what was his biggest success with audiences, by my math? I'll get to that in a second, but first... Let's go back over those two flops, the ones that Will Smith says bug him the most. Wild Wild West and After Earth. Why did Wild Wild West hurt? Well, probably because it was his very first strikeout after nothing but grand slams. I mean, think of the four movies that came before it. Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, and Enemy of the State. All of them had profit margins between 64 and 91%. So it was probably just the sting of his first big flop that made him perceive that as a failure. What about After Earth? Why did that hurt? Well, that's easy. It's because After Earth was his story. Gary Witta and M. Night Shyamalan wrote the screenplay, but Will Smith came up with the original story. So that loss felt like a failure because it was personal. People rejected his story, which he put his son into. Back to that question about the highest audience index. Which movie comes out on top? Which movie seems, based on my math, to have delighted audiences the most, dollar for dollar? Concussion, his latest film. That's the movie about Dr. Bennett Omalu, the researcher whose findings started to raise these concrete concerns about traumatic brain injury among NFL players. It's a movie the league actually fought before it came out in theaters. Concussion got an audience delight index of just over two. Remember, one means the movie did exactly what audiences expected it to do. And if you're expecting it to be something like Independence Day or Men in Black, remember, none of Smith's blockbusters indexed that high because people weren't surprised at them. They expected them to be good. They were good. They expected them to make a lot of money. They made a lot of money. One-to-one index. Concussion seems to have surprised people, and they rewarded him for it by going to see it more. Now, shareholders probably didn't dig it. It's got the lowest shareholder index, just not that profitable. Well, the lowest shareholder index that's not a negative number. But from what Smith said at Con Lions, I don't think he wants to see movies the way shareholders do. That's what he learned after Wild Wild West. But think about it. If Will Smith had not done Wild Wild West, he might never have done Concussion because his values might not have been shaken in the right way to point him toward that kind of a movie. He might have just been content to be the the black Arnold Schwarzenegger and keep on doing action movies with the occasional family comedy or animated feature. So what does Will Smith's film career teach us about success and failure? I think it teaches us that there's a big difference between failure and disappointment and the definitions matter. And please don't give me this corporate Silicon Valley crap about failing forward fast. I live in San Francisco, I hear way too many tech people use that phrase, and every time I hear it, I wanna punch somebody in the throat because they don't know what it actually means. Making something that underperforms, that isn't the final version you're gonna release to the world is not failing, it's working. That's what work is. Learning and growing are just the cost of doing work. But hey, we're human and failure hurts. We want to get it over with as fast as possible. So we call that process failing forward. Bull. Still, there's good news. You only fail if you give up or if your values are insufficient to drive you where you really need to be. Don't confuse work with failure. Work is a gift and failure is not fatal. When our work does not pan out, it's just disappointment or embarrassment. When our work doesn't reflect our best values, or when it does and it still misses the mark, that is a failure. Based on what he said, Will Smith has a much healthier, smarter definition of what failure really is. And to me, that makes him a success. That's what I think. Tell me what you think. Tweet me, at Rocket Fuel Radio. Hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio or email feedback at rocketfuelradio.com. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode, and write me a review. Let me know what you think about what you're hearing. Pretty, pretty, please write a review. And in case you want to check my math, (laughs) you'll find my chart with all those box office figures and the index scores online at rockitfuelradio.com. I'm going to leave you now with a rap song by Will Smith about this very thing. It's from one of his lesser-known rap albums. And the lyrics say something very smart. It says, don't let your wins go to your head, your losses go to your heart. It's a song about how Smith deals with fame and his fans. This is called Could You Love Me? I'm Joshua Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. This is Rocket Fuel Radio. I pray before I sit with a pen and a pad, a birth of a
1: thought occurs and it calls me dad, into the universe an idea released from me, just a CD nah man a piece of me, what you can't see is that when you be dancing be as I asked you a question that's how you answer me, so when you don't dance it be like I'm choking from cancer like I wrote rancid rhymes I can't survive sure, I rationalize like oh I see, but if you don't like my cut it's like you don't like me, some stuff works some works not so well, it's like you work like hell, Still get hurt like hell, yo. It could tear you apart. But don't let your wins go to your head, your losses go to your heart. And if we ever get the pleasure to meet, be clever with it. and please measure what you yell in the street. Come on. Could you love me in the shack in the shanty town? Could you love me if my pants was sandy down? Could you love me if my My wrist ain't bling if I wasn't on TV and I ain't sing, huh? Could you love me if my whip wasn't profit? Would my name be easier to forget? Could you love me if my wrist ain't bling? If I wasn't on TV and I ain't sing, huh?